0: You want to die tonight? You are now listening to Home of Halloweens You Run podcast. The horror movie review podcast run and controlled by you our listeners. I'm Scott and I'll be your host each week as I take you through the movies you've chosen for me to review. Now, let's find out what I'll be reviewing this week. I just can't take no pleasure in killing. <laughs> there is just some things you got to do. Don't mean you have to like it. Hello and welcome to the show. Um, This week is Summer Slasher's Week, and you are in for such a treat. I've got such a good episode lined up. So to start off with, I get to review the 1974 Texas Chainsaw Massacre. One of the few movies from the 70s that is as good today as the day it was released. And there's only a handful of movies that can claim that. Um, After I've reviewed that, my guest today is Hilton Ariel Ruiz who is the creator of Zombie with a Shotgun, 6666 and various other web series and movies. And and he's a great, great, great guy, full of information, full of facts. He's going to give his thoughts on the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And then we're going to talk about what Hilton's got coming in the future. Um, Not only that, he's going to take on the quiz. Uh, He's going to see if he can be the person to knock Bruce Martin off the top. Um, Bruce has held the top spot since episode four when we done the jaws review another movie from the 70s that that holds up today um I think Hilton might be the one Hilton might be the one to to knock Bruce off the top but we'll find out later in the show um let's play the trailer and then I'm going to tell you all about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre
1: what happened was true most bizarre and brutal series of crimes in America as terrifying as being there. But even if one of them survives,
0: what will be left? The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. After you stop screaming, you start talking about it. Let's kick this off with some scores. Um, a score, of fear, first of all, uh, one to five. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to explain how one to five works. I'm pretty sure you you've got it. <laughs> um, this scores a straight five. This is possibly one of the scariest movies ever made without a shadow of a doubt in my mind. This movie is terrifying. Um, the premise for it is so scary because it's something that you could naturally stumble on that this scenario, um, you'd have to be a bit of a nosy trespassing fucker to, to stumble onto this, but it is possible. Um, and, the way that they deliver the fear and the intensity and the the scares and the jump scares in this. This movie is so scary and it keeps you on the edge of your seat from the second it starts. You feel uncomfortable and that uncomfortable, unnerved. I don't like this feeling follows you throughout the entire movie. Uh, and there is not many. There's really not many. Movies that could do this. This is a contender for the greatest horror ever made. For fear. Um, I'm going to score the film itself 1 to 10. Um, And again this scores a perfect 10. This is the perfect horror movie. And there is probably only one other horror movie. Maybe two that are even in contention with this. Um, This is so 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 good. The Direction by Tobe Hooper is outstanding. Every single thing he shows you on camera is shown to you for a reason. Every little detail is to make you feel that little bit more uncomfortable, that little bit more unnerved. And just that tension builds all the way through. Uh, And when they hit you with a, a jump scare or a scene that's particularly disturbing, it comes out of nowhere. Um, and the reason for that is there's a lack of musical score in this. It, it has some sound effects. Um, and these are the sound effects that you would get inside a, a slaughterhouse. Um, so there's no sort of what you'd get in a normal horror movie is you get a, a theatrical score that will build as they're building tension. And then when you get the jump scare, you'll get the, the big boom or the big do-do on the music. In this, you don't get that. So when there is a jump scare, it literally comes out of fucking nowhere. You're sat there quite happy going, I don't like this. This is quite unnerving to fuck what happened. ah shit! And they're so, 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 so good. The best jump scares of any horror movie from the 70s. I would argue possibly any horror movie ever. Um, the story of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre it is a really simple story. And um, so it starts with... Uh, A group of friends en route to their grandfather's grave. So you've got Sally and Franklin and then their friends, Jerry, Kirk and Pam. Um, On their way, they pick up a creepy hitchhiker. He is the creepiest guy in the world. And the second he gets in their van, the movie takes a turn and you're going, I don't like this. He needs to go. And a couple of minutes later, they kick him out because he's fucking terrifying. (laughs) Um, they then decide to stop at the gas station to fill up before they go home. Uh, when they get to the gas station, the gas station has, has run out of gas uh, and they're getting a delivery later. So they they park up and they decide to to go up to the old family home, their, their grandfather's home. Uh, they go up there, they park up and they go and do some some exploring, um, a, a little bit of unwanted trespassing on a neighbouring property. Later, uh, they meet a family um, who have very little social skills but do make up for that with incredible violence and a love of chainsaws. That's all I'm telling you. If you've not seen the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, stop stop listening to this review now and go and watch it right now. This movie is a must see. This movie is outstanding in every possible way. Um I've got a bit of confession. I have not watched the Texas Chainsaw Massacre since the early 90s. Um, And when I watched it, I was a lot younger than I am now, and it it didn't do a great deal for me. Uh, And I think that's purely for the fact that it, it wasn't fast enough paced for me. But the pacing of this movie is perfect. The build to everything. Every little thing is just build into the next. And when I was younger, I just wanted kill after kill after kill after kill after kill. Uh, and this movie doesn't do that. But when they do deliver kills and jump scares, oh my God, they're brutal. Uh, and they're so, so horrible that you just kind of go, oh my God, there's a bit where a character's hung on a meat hook. Uh, and it's so, it's just, it just, affects you and it really affected me in a really deep way. Um, The other thing I want to talk a lot about in this is is Marilyn Burns who plays Sally. Um, I think Marilyn Burns is the most underrated scream queen of all time. Her performance in this rivals anything from any other scream queen. It rivals Psycho, it rivals Halloween, it, it it rivals all of them, and I don't think she gets the recognition that she deserves, and I want her to get that. Um, I love this movie, and I'm sure you can hear from what I'm saying. I think this movie is is incredible. Um, let's find out what you think in this week's three word reviews. Here's this week's three word reviews of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre: creepy crypt keeper, frightfully pulse pounding, horror cosplayer. So fucking badass. And TC Maz, 1980. Love, love, love. Um, a little bit about our three-word reviewers this week. Uh, horror Cosplayer is over on Instagram. Uh, he's a horror cosplay account uh, with a YouTube channel as well. Uh, we've got Crip- Creepy Crypt Keeper. I really get tangled with that. <laughs> it's really hard to say quickly. Uh, Creepy Crypt Keeper over on Instagram is a horror account who shares loads of fantastic content. Um, and TC Maz 1980 is over on Twitter. Um, it's got a horror account dedicated to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Friday the Thirteenth. Um, thank you very much to all. All three of our three-word reviewers. Um, a big thank you to TC maz 1980 um, She's the first person from Twitter to appear in the three-word review in quite a few weeks now, um, so she's really stepped it up for Twitter. Uh, thank you very much to all three, and that was this week's three-word reviews. Running from Leatherface is about the most terrifying thing in the world. However, it wouldn't be as fucking scary if you were on an electric scooter that went almost 25 miles an hour. Remember that when you go on a trip somewhere. Get a scooter, shockwheels.com, discount code hoh and get £25 off. It will save you if you're chased. I think we just picked up Dracula. Let's talk some facts on the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, I'm sure when you watch this film, you're going to notice that all of the, we'll call them the teens, so Sally Franklin, Jerry Kirk and Pam, all of them are terrified of Leatherface on their initial encounter. Um, And there was a reason for that. So Gunnar Hansen, who plays Leatherface, um, is a pretty big guy. Um, but they also put him in three-inch heels um, to to make him physically bigger than the rest of the cast. Now, that would be intimidating enough if they'd spent time with him and they were sort of having lunch with him and talking about the upcoming scenes, but 90% of the cast never met Gunnar and definitely never saw him in costume before their scene. So, for example, where you've got the scene where he opens the door onto, I think it's, it's either Jerry or Kirk. I can never remember which one it is. But when he first opens that door, that initial shock is real because you've got this fairly well-built guy who has just been confronted by someone who's a good five inches taller than him and built like an absolute shed and in a mask that he'd never seen before. Your, my reaction would be, fuck. Uh, and, and that comes across so well on screen. And I think that was a fantastic decision by Tobe Hooper to keep Gunnar Hansen and the rest of the cast separate. It worked so well. Um, now, I'm going to get into a bit of Tobe Hooper's inspiration for this movie. And it's not a it's not a very normal story. Um, so Tobe Hooper's inspiration for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre come from his Christmas shopping. I've paused to let that digest in, in your mind for a second. So Tobe Hooper is Christmas shopping. It's very, very busy and he's in a hardware store. He's looking outside at the crowds and he's looking up at the chainsaws and he's putting two and two together and going, that's a great way to get through the crowds. And that was the initial spark that made this movie happen. Um, I don't know if you agree with me, but I think a chainsaw while Christmas shopping would be very, very useful. Um, when they released this for test screenings, um, they had people walk out because they found it too horrifying and too scary. Um, when Sally is chased through the undergrowth by Leatherface, um, she cut herself really, really badly. Uh, so Marilyn Burns cut her, her arms and legs really badly going through these, these bushes. Um, most of the blood you see on her clothes and herself in that scene was real. It was actually real blood. Um, the narrator uh, at the very, very start, uh, John Larraque, um his payment for this was apparently one joint, which I suppose is is the norm for the 70s. I need you to do a narration for me. Can I have a joint? No problem. There you go. <laughs> um, Money wise, this was a, a huge success. Um, so they had a budget of 300,000. Um, that was higher than their initial budget. Um, the shoot overrun. A little bit. Um, They had lots of issues with the heat. Um, They had scenes where they put out uh, displays of food, uh, as you'll see when you watch the movie, and it was going off and it was rotting because it was so, so hot when they were filming. Um, So the the budget was higher than they intended. Um, It grossed $30 million um, and still today is is making money, uh, hand over fist with merchandise and, and, and other bits. So Uh, Money-wise, this this was a a huge, huge success. Um, Only one person is killed in this movie by a chainsaw, despite it being called the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And my final fact, which I think is probably my favourite fact because it ties into uh, another director who wasn't involved and wasn't even a director when this was released, uh, Guillermo del Toro. Um, after watching this movie, del Toro became a vegetarian because it disturbed him so much. Those are this week's facts. I mentioned in facts how hot it was on the, the set of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and uh, it caused lots of issues. And they had they had cast members who had fatigue and, and various other bits, um, which strangely enough ties in lovely to today uh, for me. Uh, it's currently 31 degrees um, where I'm sat recording, uh, which for my US listeners, I think that's about 88, 89. Um, that may not sound a, a, a high temperature if you live somewhere like Texas or or Florida or, or somewhere like that. But for the UK, that is scorching and I am literally melting while recording this episode. Um, but it's time for me to introduce our guest. Our guest today is the creator of Zombie with a Shotgun, Mr. Hilton Ariel Ruiz. Uh, hi, Hilton, uh, welcome to the show. Hey, what's going on? Thank you for having me. No, no, no problem at all, no problem at all. Um, I'm I'm so pleased to have you on the show and to, to get your thoughts on, on Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but also find out a lot more about what you're doing at the moment. Um, I, I caught on to you and the things you've done quite late. I was pretty late to the party. So it's only been sort of the last six months that I discovered zombie with a shotgun um, and then I uh, art of erotica and clans rules. and And from there, I've kind of, just gone down this rabbit hole of of things you've created. Now,
1: I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, you know, it's um, yeah, I, I um, it you know, I guess the fact that being an indie artist is pretty uh, can be hard to get out there, you know, especially when you don't have the the PR dollars and everything. But uh, I'm I'm happy that you know uh, my work found you and you was able to watch it and uh and support. I, I appreciate that.
0: Yeah, no, d- definitely. And I uh, I think some of the stuff you've done is is exceptional and and very different to other things um especially with zombie with a shotgun you you took uh, a well-known story and idea of how a, a zombie movie works and how it comes together uh, and you basically threw it all out the window and went no i'm not going to do that i'm going to do my own thing and i thought that was great
1: yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I, I, I definitely, uh, yeah, and, and again, um, it's awesome that you you can see that. It's awesome that you uh, uh, appreciate that, you know, and, and coming into the genre that has been um, done, you know, over and over. And, 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 and not to say that's a bad thing, but, you know, it's such a great, you know, uh, subgenre, you know, zombie slash horror. And, you know, for me to take that zombie mythology and and get people upset you know because which i had got um, many people upset saying hey you know you 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 just taken the zombie mythology and, and and you're not allowed to to show that these zombies have feelings and they're like people and they think and everything. And, uh, uh and, and it's okay. You know, of course people just, you know, uh, they were really upset about it, I, I get it. People have, uh, you know, passion, a, a loyalty to the, you know, of, of what we've known and to seeing zombie with a shotgun. And yes, I took that to a different sort of, uh, you know, Avenue and, and I, you know, was happy to do it. Uh, and, um, you know, and, and again, you know, uh, it, it definitely caught a lot of people's eye. Of like, wait a minute, that just seems a little bit unconventional, very different. And, you know, so and it definitely is the indie feel to it. And uh, yeah, thank you.
0: Yeah, definitely. And uh, I really enjoyed it. But we're going to talk a little bit more about that a bit later on. Um, first of all, I want to have a quick chat about the the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, so the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, in my eyes, is a, a fantastic Piece of work. It's a masterpiece of of horror. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd love to get your thoughts on the Texas Chainsaw Massacre.
1: Uh, listen, you know, I, I I think it's a masterpiece. Um, it is so amazingly that if you can watch that film to this day, it still has the same effect. It has that effect where it looks like you're this like uh, voyeur, you know, it has this like you know you're peeking into this you know world that that you have no idea what's going on it has that documentary sort of feel and 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 take on it that um, um, that you wouldn't have a film like that to stay even greenlit this time you know if you're making taking a film like that bring it to a studio even if you bring it to like an indie sort of like slash studio where I don't think they would even think of even putting money into it at all so that that itself is 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 uh, um, you know it's definitely a plus because you know you get a unique take of a a story a classic story and um hey look you know it, it's just uh um you know it's it's weird that you know these days we, we're we not really scared of anything anymore right we we look at yeah, films we're not right but there is something with texas chainsaw that still gives that heebie-jeebies in you it gives you that creep effect uh you know, there's nothing like that first time when you see Leatherface come out and that sound when he slams it. Bam! I mean, that was like, damn! You know, it, it's still the best film of somebody going to, un, you know, uh, uh, unmarked territory, somebody's home. And, and, you know, you have these films that you got somebody going into this house or this back alley and everything. It's still the best there. It's still... Uh, it's unreal, you know. You, the The ending is classic. There is this, you know, sort of like, uh, um, you know, unique and and, and it it's a quirky dance or whatever it is. But it's something about it that like makes you when you film finishes and the last frame comes on the screen, you're like, dude, what did I just see?
0: Um, yeah, d- definitely. I mean, the the thing I think that that got me is the all of the scares in it because there's no real sort of musical score to it there's some but not much so in a modern day horror you get this kind of build up with the music and you know it's going to come and then it comes whereas in texas chainsaw Massacre, it just comes
1: yes yes absolutely and it's just hey look you know uh, um it's uh I think it's one of the biggest inspiration. I mean, I, I I'm not a horror guru as in a cinema historian, but I may have to say that it possibility could be the very first film of like goreness, you know, having that gory kind of feel, you know, like and and I think if if you're into gore filmmaker and gory horror filmmaking, I think that's a film that you have to look at. That is like the, the, you know, the modern father of gore horror, you know, yeah. and I, that is the film that you have to look at. It, it is the one that introduces what we consider gore horror. Uh, again, I, I may be, you know, um, again, I'm not a historian into the horror genre. Maybe there is another film, but anything that has that sort of power on the title, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I mean, the film is, is, is so powerful that the sequels, you know, let's keep it real. The sequels are not that great. No, but no, they're,
0: they're not. not they're not that
1: great. They're entertaining. They, they have some sort of like, you know, quirky sexiness about it. But, you know, they're not that good. But that first one, it's so dynamite that that franchise still lives 40 year, 40 plus years because of that one film, that first one. And we're still talking about it. Um, it, yeah. it, sort of, it sort of goes with The Exorcist, right? The Exorcist franchise, uh, I mean, you know, there are two different horror films, obviously. One is gore, and one is just sort of like a literature taken from a literature piece. And But Exorcist sequels, you know, again, we we have to admit they're not good. But that first one, unbelievable.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think there's something about movies that were made in in the 70s. There was a lot of discovery done in the 70s. It was a case of how far can we push things
1: i agree i think the 70s uh we all couldn't we, we all have the argument that the 80s can be the best decade of horror films but it was the 70s that inspired to what make the films in the 80s was all about uh and you're so right there was this this magical uh new uh um um feel of horror when the 70s came out and that, that we've never seen before and then the 80s just took that that new sort of feel of horror and took it to the next step of course we took it to a lot of different angles but i, I totally agree 70s horror when those gems that we're talking about actually opened the door to to have the greatest decade of horror which i my opinion think the 80s is the greatest uh uh, horror decade uh, just for the fact that you would never ever see anybody uh, any of those projects be greenlit in Hollywood
0: <laughs> no no you wouldn't and and again it's sort of the, the the late 70s early 80s was a time for horror where pretty much everything that was out there and pushing boundaries was was given a green light and it was yeah let's do it um, I, and uh, and I don't think that I don't think we will get that again Sad. no
1: no i don't think so either I, I really do don't i mean unless i i, I just don't think so no um and, and yeah I, I mean you know it, a, a lot of help back in the days is also and, and one of the key key things that why that wouldn't happen is because the uh the the cinema chains are run by corporate america where uh, back in, in in the 70s and the 80s there were a lot of mom and pops independent cinemas run by, you know, mom and pops, you know, a regular average Joe guys that running the business and they were able to say, yeah, we'll take that film and we'll screen it, blah, blah, blah. And all that yeah. stuff, you know, like the grindhouse films of uh, the golden years of, uh, you know, uh, 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 42nd street and all that stuff. And, and, and now they're all the cinema chains are owned by again, you know, big corporate companies. And they would never bring that into cinema. And, and these, these films, you know, um, get lost in, you know, um, streaming services also is run by corporate. They look at stuff like this, like, dude, we're not going to release that. And you're crazy. Yeah. Huh?
0: <laughs> yeah. Ask the guest. We've had a question come in from, um, from one of our listeners uh, d- directly for you. Um, which is um, what got you interested in horror and and when did that happen for you?
1: You know, it's 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 an interesting uh, question because I always, you know, horror, of course, you know, loved it. You know, Uh, I I do love every genre, but horror was, you know, definitely a big thing growing up. You know, again, I I did grow up in the 80s and when I first started filmmaking, it was in the, um, you know, uh, early uh, 90s. And during those time in the early 90s, if you guys all remember, horror was kind of like not there, you know, uh, you know, people wasn't really paying attention to horror. It was it was, you know, the Brothers McMullen. It was the Pulp fictions of the world. It was that new cinema that brought, you know, this new flavor of cinema that these young indie filmmakers with Miramax came in and taking all these indie films and bringing it into the stage, Starlight and everything. And so when I grew up during that time, I was running with my colleagues and stuff like that. And I was sort of like the oddball guy out. If I came in and said, hey, let's make a horror film, they're all going to look at me like, what? You know, we're trying to do the next (laughs) Pulp Fiction here. What are you talking about? You know, so I was, you know, I was like, you know what, you know, I'm going to, you know, do my thing, whatever I liked here, too. And and then it just came to me that, you know, hey, look, I've never done. A you know, and I played with it, played with a lot, you know, very experimental projects and stuff like that. But never really like said, let me let me take it, where I really you know put my whole energy and everything in it. So it had to be during the um, the whole time during the web series uh, starting getting popular in around 2010 2011. uh, Web series started getting really popular, and that's when I said, hey, this is the opportunity where I could go into horror. And start doing, you know, horror pieces and stuff like that. And and I began by zombie with a shotgun and also my other web series called 6666. And that's how it began. When when I hit that around 2012, that's when the work of my horror work went viral. And that's when I said, Oh man, you know, what I've been waiting for. This is it. You know, this is this is what I've been waiting for this moment for so long. And I waited, but it was worth it. It was, uh, and it was, I guess, you know, right timing also where, um, you know, social medias, uh, people of the indie world was able to promote their work, uh, without begging, you know, other, you know, you know, companies and stuff like that. And, and that's where it made me come into, to horror. Um, but you know, I, I, that, that's basically, I always wanted to do it and that's why I came upon and doing it. But, you know, it definitely, you know, if, if to answer, you know, I hope I answered the question, but I, I would again go into how '80s inspired me for, you know, also for all the films and all the rental companies you know vhs stores and and it was just that was it the cover in the box was was always what attracted me and i think it attracted many people and i think horror had the best vhs covers um and oh,
0: definitely funnily enough i was talking about this with a a, a guest um who's who's on a, a an episode before you um uh, we were discussing the the part of being a, a going to a, a video store and actually spending that time mm-hmm. was part of the movie, um, absolutely.
1: It, they took that experience away from us. It's, it was definitely, uh, an uh, it added that experience to the movie that we were going to watch or we chose or whatever. It, it, it was part of that, and now that experience is completely gone. And, um, you know, yeah, I mean, that, that is a, a golden era that would. We never exist ever again
0: yeah, which, which is sad because i it, it was almost like when you used to walk past the, the the cinema you'd see all the the billboards up it was like that on a grander scale for you, yep. for you to go in and you could browse hundreds and hundreds of movies and i know you can do it on on netflix and prime and tubi and and everything else but it It's not the same because you do that in your living room. You're not getting up and making a purpose trip to go and pick a film.
1: Absolutely. And and it's not like an event you make with your friends or, you know, even when you was by yourself, it was still, it was still cool. But it just, it, that experience, I'm going to the, the, I'm going to Blockbuster, I'm going to my local VH store. It was just an experience and uh, it was a great experience. It it, it it brought that excitement. I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy food, I'm gonna buy snacks, I'm gonna get this movie and I'm gonna come home. I'm gonna either watch it with my friends, my family, my girlfriend,
0: boyfriend or whatever, and sit down and enjoy a film definitely i mean you've done zombie with a shotgun which as i said i come to the party late on that and i'm disappointed it took me so long to find it um what have you got planned next because zombie with a shotgun was was a viral sensation and picked up a, a huge following yeah,
1: absolutely. Um,
0: what have you got planned moving forward
1: Yes. So, you know, we we again, you know, we started again 2012 for a web series and it, that's when we went viral. And, you know, I'm, I'm not even going to lie to you when when it went viral 2012 and then we had 13 and 14 because we were still in the episode. I actually thought it would uh, die out. Um, I didn't think it would continue to even to this day. So I, I was like, okay. And I also did another web series with 6666, which also was popular. But it was zombie with a shotgun that everybody was going really crazy for. They always wanted to know more about. So as, as, the, as the years went by, I'm like, oh, man, you know, this this big this fan base just keeps on building. Uh, You know, this is this is what I meant to do. This is uh, uh, something that, you know, I have to take the responsibility for me being a filmmaker to get to the next level and and just do it. So thinking that, you know, with the whole, you know, viral and, and the whole you know, uh, write-ups and and publications and everything that was going on, I was hoping that somebody would come in and help me out and like, hey, look, we want to come in and, and and put monies in into your project and we can, you know, do a co-production company and take Zombie Shotgun to the next level. And, it, yeah, there were people that did come by, but they were trying to take the idea, not giving me the opportunity to work with them. It was like almost... Let me take your idea and goodbye. You know, I always say my famous saying, my popular saying is, "Uh, you know, uh, they they they'll come in my farm and and they'll just give me a a, a pig or 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 a cow and they just you know they take my farm away without me working. So I did was I, I was trying to f- find that. You know, I was trying to find that whole, um, you know, um, you know that 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 partnership to come in. So it, it didn't come quick enough so I started doing the comics and I was very lucky that Simone who's a great comic book artist very popular with drawing for Image Comics and Titan with his you know popular series him and I bonded together and we started a comic book series and we think that that would also help bring in you know this new partnership and again, yes, it, we did get and I did get people coming along. But again, it was the same story. Look, we're going to take it and you'll just sit down and we'll show you how we're going to do it. But I was like, no, I mean, I built this whole fan base. I built this whole thing that I felt that was uh, um I felt like, you know, I created it. It was my baby. I'm, I'm not going to let nobody just take it. I mean, I would love to work with them, but nobody really wanted me to come in there and work with them. So I said, screw it. You know, I'll do my own campaign, in which I did. And, you know, it took a couple years to raise and we shot the film. It took three years to shoot the film. We released it on November 28th um of uh 2019 unfortunately 3 months later that pandemic happened and boom uh there was you know we were we were expecting to go to conventions and all this stuff and here we go it's done so now that we're at the tail end of the of the, the pandemic you know means producer kept talking about hey you know what we always wanted to do the sequel we always said we're going to give 2 years till we go to the sequel i said even though the pandemic you know you know put a little bit stain onto the whole project we should still go for it And so of like last month I announced on my Patreon page that I was going to do the sequel and that I was going to, um, you know, get, you know, uh, help out people come onto the Patreon page to raise money for the sequel. And it's been a month and, uh, it's so amazing that the fans, uh, came out and they all, you know, there's a lot of people supporting and everyone, you know, know, coming on and saying, yes, we love to. And, uh, that's what we're doing right now, um at the moment is trying to get this uh, new sequel out.
0: Yeah. And uh, I think because you've created something that, 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 let's be honest, it did break all the rules. Yes. Um, you, you broke all the rules and you, you kind of, you done something that I really like. You kind of, you, you looked at the genre, you looked what was happening. You kind of went, that's great, but fuck you. I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to do this because this is what I want to do. And I think, I know me as a fan, I appreciate the fact that you've gone, I'm not going to just follow the the basic mold that everyone else does. I want to do something different. Uh, And I think that's why people do do support you and will continue to support you because you do what you want. And if I'm honest, you're doing what the fans want, which is what we all want, is something new.
1: No, absolutely. Um, And and, and again, I have to uh, appreciate that that uh you can see that you know again there there was uh uh again a lot of people a lot of uh, people supported the project and came out and everything but then there was the other uh people that were were really upset that i broke those rules and um and you know that was what i was intending to do also you know when i i i wanted to do and and when i first started the web series i said hey why we just don't do a point of view of a, a zombie who's sick let's find out about Let's care about the guy that's sick. Let's find out about his life. Why we just don't care about that. You know, in society, that's how we really do things, really. When the person is sick or anything, you know, with such a disease, we're so heebie jeebie about them and we just we don't. But, you know, th- that person has family. That person has, you know, loved ones. And so why don't we. And and And, you know, and I always felt also the thing about zombies is like, you know and i always say this also you know in 1984 or 83 or whatever you, what year it was when michael jackson the thriller you know he broke that you know no one really talks about it but he actually broke the rules him and john landis they came together came with an idea and said let's have a zombie dance and and think and do things and came out the most successful music video in history i mean we can argue about that also but it, it, it's one that has to be up there and after that video came out, the zombies went back to the whole brains and slowness and zombies. And I'm like, how come no one's really like brought that evolution out? Like the evolution of, of zombies and why not have them think and, and, and love? And so that's what I wanted to do. And, and, uh, uh, and again, I, I will tell you, I've never in, in, in a million years, would ever think that even creating the web series, I'll be talking to you about it almost 10 years about it. And that's the amazing thing. It's just, it's just incredible how it just, again, think that it would die out or die out. It never did. And, um, it's, uh, again, I appreciate that, that you see that and, you know, and, uh, you know,
0: and and thank you. Yeah. No no worries. How can my listeners go and support you? Uh,
1: absolutely. You know, um, definitely your listeners, if they are, you know, horror slash zombie fans, obviously, you know, your, your thing has the word Halloween, but, you know, you know. Uh, um, I always say to the, I always tell people, you know, to give you a little bit of song of dance right here before, you know, I tell you where you could help out is that, you know, um, if they if they Google zombie with a shotgun and first episode they can watch in YouTube, it's about four minutes and change. They can see that, and if they like that, they can watch actually the feature, which is available on Amazon Prime, and Tubi for free which is, you know, amazing. You know, you just go on that site. You don't have to log in or sign in and you have, you can watch the film for free. And I just feel like, you know, Zombie with a Shotgun is that film that, you know, this whole pandemic, we've been run by the system, right? We've been told what to do, what to watch, what to see, how to think and how films should be seen and how actors should be seen and what we should do and everything. And Zombie with a Shotgun is that film. And I think now that we're coming to the tell end, that this film is the one that tells everybody again, like the first one, we're breaking the rules, we're not doing what the system is telling you to telling us to do. We're doing something different, something creative. We're not nobody telling us what to do. And 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 it's supporting Zyma shotgun is like supporting that, supporting something that's against the system, that, that that's been telling us what to do in the last two years. And you could go on my Patreon page. Um, it's on the Hilton area, Ruiz, which is my hopeful name. Um, and, and, starting at $3, you can help out on, on supporting, um, the sequel. Um, and you know, we just started a month and we're doing, we're doing well. And uh, I, I, and that's a, an amazing thing too, because and that's another story that I want to tell you too, is that, um. That when I started a Patreon page, I said, "Let me go on and let's do it. Let's go for it. I know it's it may be bad timing, but I really feel it's right timing. That we're coming at the tail end of this. And then, uh, so what happened is that when I started a Patreon page, I wouldn't believe the hundreds and hundreds of messages that came out and said, "Oh my God, I saw Zion with a shotgun. I loved it. I'm going to support you. I, I, you know, I'm so happy you're doing the sequel." And that made me feel good because, you know, in the last year and a half to two years, we you know, there was silence. It was everybody was, you know, fear of, of life, of was going to happen next in our, our lives, our careers, our jobs. And we didn't know how this pandemic was going to end. And here is, you know, like all these people came out and just there I knew. I was like, you know what? This is the right timing. I got everybody messaging me. And a lot of people saying, hey, you know, I, I, I don't have money to support you but I, I want you to succeed and I'm by helping you, I'm gonna spread the word I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet retweet your stuff. I'm gonna put it in my Facebook and and if that helps you try to make sick you know help you make the sequel you know and, and I will tell them, thank you it will it will Any, everything and anything would help and um, it's a, it's a pretty good feeling to know all these people that came out that you know a lot of the fans now coming out because you know we are, sort of the tail end of this pandemic but again fans could go into my patreon page you could also go on zime with a shotgun on my twitter and instagram page you can see my updates and you'll be able to see um uh, you know I, I i i'm on a daily basis on twitter uh promoting my page and talking about my page and anybody the fans can ask me send me a message to twitter and follow me and i'll follow them back
0: and you do and you, and you talk to your fans as well which is something that not a lot of people do no, no,
1: they 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 don't. And I, I I really tell people, and it is pretty cool because a lot of the fans like when I answer them, I'm like, wow, I can't believe you answered me. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, absolutely. You know, I'm I'm, I'm look, I, I'm an indie filmmaker, and and I try to be uh, the people's filmmaker. I try to tell people if I can do it. Anybody can do it. Is it true? I have no no connections to nothing. You know, no, uh, uh, I don't have no nepotism with, with anything. And obviously, you know, I'm an in, I'm such an indie. You know filmmaker i'm, I'm in, in the artist doing everything i possibly can do with myself again without the system and i just tell everybody look man you can do it don't don't let anybody tell you, you can't do it and that's why i talk to a lot of the fans you know and they, they do appreciate that you know
0: i think a lot of people because uh, i i get it as well with the podcast where people will, will message me and i will reply uh, and i think they half expect to get like an automated message to sort of say thank you very much for your email or thank you very much for your message. But when it's me, they're like, Oh, Oh, hello. And th- they're almost surprised that, that I'm talking to them.
1: Yeah, that's pretty, yeah, I, it is. It is. Right. It's a good feeling too. Cause then you, you, st- you, you feel like, you know, you're, you're relevant out there you feel like, okay, you know, you know, I always say, Oh, you're the one, huh? You're the only one listening. You know, it's, it's, it's always a joke. I always tell, you know, and then they say, Oh, well, I did as
0: well. And the crazy thing <laughs> is like, I, I don't know how many of, Uh, of my listeners and and people who are fans of the show, and I'm sure you are the same, who who don't realise that the tiniest thing that they do can make a huge impact just by telling somebody else about the project that you're working on can make a massive impact just by that word of mouth, that one conversation of, hey, have you listened to the podcast? Or, hey, have you seen Zombie with a Shotgun? That simple one-second conversation can make a huge difference to, to you and me.
1: Oh, I, I agree. I agree. Um, it, it definitely makes a big difference.
0: Yeah, d- Definitely, definitely. Um, we have got a quiz on the show, which I, I know you're aware of, which is horror, not horror. So the, the way the quiz works is I've got 10 quotes from movies. Um, for one point, you need to tell me if they're from a horror movie or not from a horror movie. And then you can get an additional point if you can tell me what movie they're from. Okay, okay. So th- there's, a, there's a maximum of 20 points, um, two points per question. Um, uh, are you ready to give the quiz a go? Absolutely. Cool, right, here we go. Uh, quote number one, we're friends oh. to the end, remember that. Deadly friend? Ah, oh, no, it's not. It was, um, it was a horror. It was Chucky, Child's oh, fuck,
1: Dude, oh, shit. <laughs> how could I not know that? I mean, oh my god, I'm trying to. I'm overthinking it. saying this is try, He's trying to trick me here. But go ahead.
0: Yeah, no, 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 there's no trick questions. Okay, <laughs> no, number two, um, I can take. Take. Uh, I, I'll start again. I apologize. Uh, I can take no pleasure in killing. There's just some things you got to do. Don't mean you have to like it. Ooh. Is that a horror or not a horror?
1: I want to say uh, non-horror.
0: It was Texas Chainsaw Massacre.
1: Gosh. How can um, I? Right. That, that, that's a strike on me. That should be two strikes on me, but go ahead.
0: <laughs> it's fine. They're really hard. Is, th- this is one of those things that when I tell you the film, you can go, oh, shit, I yes, know exactly yes. the scene and you can see it. Yes. yes. Go for um, it. Let's go. Right. Let's go. Uh, number three. Um, They may take our lives, but they will never take our freedom.
1: That's not a horror.
0: It's not a horror. Do you know what movie it's from?
1: It sounds like Independence Day.
0: Uh, It's not. It's Braveheart.
1: Braveheart. Okay. (laughs)
0: Uh, Next one, number four. Uh, Take them to the lab, get them tested and processed immediately.
1: (laughs) That's horror.
0: It is a horror. What movie is that from?
1: A zombie with a shotgun.
0: It is Zombie with a Shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> you, you'd have been devastated oh. had you not got that one. <laughs> okay, uh, number five. Uh, where there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk the earth.
1: I was going to say
0: horror. It is a horror. Do you know yeah, which one? Uh, mm, mm.
1: I'm going to say Night of the Living Dead.
0: Oh, place. Dawn of the Dead.
1: Going to the dead. Okay.
0: Uh, next one is uh, Houston, we have a problem.
1: Oh my god! It could be any kind of film. Uh, I uh, I'm going to say it's not horror
0: Not horror. Do you, you know what film it might be?
1: I, I don't know. Am- Armageddon.
0: No, it was Apollo 13. Uh, okay, number seven. Um, I'll never let go, Jack.
1: Horror. What do you say? Uh, it was not horror.
0: It was um, it was from Titanic.
1: Wow. I'm not doing good,
0: but go ahead. <laughs> uh, It's okay. You, you're doing okay. You've you got five so far, and you've got three questions to go. Uh, so number eight is, say hello to my little friend.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, Scarface, not horror.
0: Okay, perfect. Uh, next one is, uh, I'm not going to hurt you. I just want to smash your brains in.
1: Oh, that's horror. shiny.
0: Okay. You're on a roll now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, final one, number ten. Uh, who died and made you king of the fucking zombies? <laughs>
1: it's horror.
0: It is a horror. Uh,
1: I, I would uh, say Return of the Living Dead. Uh,
0: wasn't The, of the, the Dead? Dead. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, no, you, you've, st- you've got a respectable score. You scored a 10. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. It's a good score. You've, you've had a good crack at that. I'm <laughs> so pleased you got zombie with a shotgun. What? <laughs> Well, when I sat down and I I wrote the questions, I was writing that one and going, "Oh, th- this could this could go really horribly wrong if he gets it wrong." <laughs>
1: could be wrong. It would be almost like you know what? I gotta go. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, uh, thank you so much for for coming on and and recording with me. It's, it's been a pleasure to have you on the Absolutely. show. Absolutely.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Um, uh, and I'm going to say to to all of my listeners now, uh, go and follow Zombie with a Shotgun on Instagram and on Facebook support if you can on the patreon if you can't retweet share get the word out for zombie with a shotgun too and go and watch zombie with a shotgun if you've not already seen it don't be like me and wait till the time i did and be really late to the party go and watch it now and, and you yeah. will enjoy it i really really enjoyed it oh,
1: thank you so much you never late to the party though is always, always welcome. There's always the party. It's always beginning watching the film. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's fantastic. Thank you very much for coming on, Hilton. Thank and you. Um, It's been great. Likewise. If I have any more fun today, I don't think I'm going to be able to take it. A huge thank you to Hilton for, for coming on the show today. I'm really, really grateful that he came on and he shared his thoughts on the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, told us all about Zombie with a Shotgun, and, and obviously now the plans for the sequel to Zombie with a Shotgun. Um, I said how much I liked that film um, to Hilton during the podcast, and that genuinely was not me blowing smoke up his ass. I really, really enjoyed Zombie with a Shotgun. Um, I would ask you all to do me a favour now, if you can. Um, go to Tubi or go to Amazon, uh, search for Zombie with a Shotgun uh, and give it a watch. Uh, uh, make your own mind up for it And and if you really enjoy it And you'd like to see a sequel And you can support Hilton th- Then do um, If you don't have money To support him on his Patreon Then go and follow him and, and share some of his posts About what he's doing And little things like that Really, really, really help They really do um, I'm going to say something Quite controversial now And I'm going to be very careful How I word this As not to end in trouble Um I didn't say this when I was interviewing Hilton because I didn't want to put him in a difficult position, but I'm going to say it and I'm going to word it very, very carefully. Um, Hilton mentioned that he wanted the audience to care about the zombie uh, and that to be something that was almost the heart of the story is caring about this person who's sick. Now, Recently, there has been a movie that has been released that is uh, treats zombies in a very, very similar way. Now, I'm not going to say that they ripped Hilton's idea off, but I am going to say that I'm convinced they took ideas that Hilton may have come up with. I'm not going to name the movie, but it's not going to take a rocket scientist to work it out. I think Hilton come up with this idea, they saw how good it was, and they took that and implanted that into their incredibly long, recently released zombie movie, and I know that's really controversial, and I probably shouldn't have said it, but I'm going to say it, and I didn't put Hilton in that position, because I didn't want him to, to, to have to go, no, 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 that's all original, because I, I don't think it is, but... Um, That's my controversy for today. No more of that. I don't want to end up in trouble or with a lawsuit. (laughs) Um, What I want to do now is is quickly thank everyone who makes this show possible. A huge thank you to Madman Audio for all of the music he provides. Uh, Another big thank you to Hilton for for coming on the show. Um, He really is a a great guy. And if you can help him, please do. Um, I want to thank everyone who contributed to this week's three word review. And we got a Twitter one. Yes, Get in. Thank you, TC Maz. That's amazing. All we need now is the people on Facebook to start giving us three word reviews. And I might be able to do one from Instagram, one from Twitter and one from Facebook each week, which would be amazing. Um, Also, a a huge thank you to um, the provider of the Ask the Guest question this week. I just can't get over the fact that this show has has grown as it has. Uh, And I mentioned it on the Chucky episode, so I'm not going to bore you with going into it again. But I I really am grateful and and thank you very much for for helping us get to where we are. Um, We've not had a a voicemail for a while now. Um, If you are listening and you would like to get your voice on the air and have something to say, an opinion on something... Um, you want to pick up that I've missed a fact or that I, I gave you an incorrect fact or, or anything like that. Literally anything. What What you done at the weekend. Did you have a barbecue? Was it nice? How are you doing? Do you enjoy the show? Do you not enjoy the show? Whatever you want to say, you have the ability to do it. So go to anchor.fm. That's anchor is in the thing that you drop off a boat to hold it still. Anchor.fm forward slash home of Halloween. That will take you to our homepage, which has got all of our episodes on it that you could listen to. Um, and it's also got a little message button there. If you click on the message button, it will let you record a voicemail. It can be anything you want. Record us a voicemail. I will play it on the air and I will respond to whatever you say. So it's there for another way for you to control the You Run podcast, because that's what this is. This is it's your show to run. Um A huge thank you to everyone who's involved in the show, everyone who contributes, everyone who listens. I love all of you. Um, Next week, I am reviewing a movie that I never thought would win the the poll, and I'm so thrilled it did. I will be reviewing A Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors. And I'll catch you all for that next week. You want to die tonight?